0: Welcome to the Out What Now podcast. I'm your host, Megs Pulvermacher, and each week I'll be bringing you stories, interviews, and insightful conversations with queer folks, much like yourself, about how they've navigated the ups and downs of their coming out journeys so you can do the same while learning to love yourself more fully and live more boldly and authentically. Wherever you are in your coming out journey, know that you're right where you're supposed to be, you're loved, and we're so excited to be on the journey with you. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Out What Now podcast. Got another mini for you this morning to chat with you about some of my takeaways from the most recent episode that came out, which was a conversation that I had with Ashley David. We talked about authenticity and her journey to figuring out what does living authentically really look like for her, how she's chosen sobriety, what her journey has looked like with health and fitness And how she's really built her confidence in all different areas of her life and how she now is helping other folks, particularly queer folks, to be able to do that as well. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you go back and do it because it was a cool conversation with a lot of different elements to it and Ashley is doing some really cool things out in the world, making an impact and helping folks just like you in our community to be able to show up more boldly and authentically and confidently and build a life that really reflects what their values and goals and all of that good stuff are. And there were a lot of big takeaways or I guess, common themes that came up in our conversation. But the one that really stuck with me was the idea of an all-or-nothing mindset. And I think that is something that we see so commonly in our community. I mean, a lot of people have all-or-nothing mindsets, but particularly within the queer community, I see that a lot with folks. And I definitely see it hugely, hugely in my own journey, which largely looked like all or nothing in my journey with uh, fitness and nutrition. And after I came out, a lot of those things just got out of control. I had been an athlete my entire life. And then after I came out, one of the ways that I coped with a lot of the challenges that were coming up emotionally and relationally and just the turbulence I felt within myself I ended up getting into this pattern of yo-yo dieting and I would – I kind of talked about this last week, the fitness and fuck it method where I would be all out in my fitness regimen, going to the gym a couple times a day, being really restrictive with the food I was eating and bringing my own food to parties and weird shit like that. It wasn't a good time for me, but (laughs) – I did have some intermittent success there, depending on how you define it, but I definitely had that all or nothing mindset. And what I think I've learned about myself is that sort of has seeped into the way I show up at work and the way I show up in my business or my relationships or whatever, that all or nothing mindsets are really a symptom that we're outsourcing trust. And I know that that is something that was definitely true for me and i think is true for a lot of queer folks out there is we learn not to trust ourselves and to trust our own understanding of our identities which literally no one else can understand but us because we're the one living it but as we're growing up and this was certainly the case for me you're taught that the thing you know to be true about yourself isn't a good thing, or it's a deficit, or I grew up in a Catholic household. I went to Catholic school. I was very involved in the church and all of that stuff. And one of the things I heard a lot, if I was brave enough to like go to confession and talk about what was really going on with me, it was a lot of this stuff about like, oh, the devil is tricking you, or you'll hear people This isn't necessarily a Catholic thing, but people say, Oh, you have daddy issues or what happened to you? Or what kind of trauma led to you thinking that now you're queer or whatever? And so the responses that we get when we make declarations or we begin to understand pieces of ourselves, particularly related to our queerness are immediate are often immediately challenged. And then we learn. Not to trust ourselves and what we know to be true, which not only impacts our queerness and our existence in that way, but it affects the way we show up at work, in our relationships, the way we manage our finances. And we kind of come into this space of knowing or believing that we cannot trust ourselves. And unless we figure out a way to gain the trust of people out there or standards out there, then we are not good enough, or we're not worthy of love, or we are existing in a suboptimal way, which isn't true, but it's something that I think a lot of us come to believe. And that is a very, very difficult thing to unlearn. And the way that fitness and nutrition came into this for me was I really wanted... I have never wanted anything more, I don't think. And I've really dug into this a lot over the past year with my coach and working through a lot of the things that are required for me to work through to show up every day as I do right now is I so value the approval and unconditional love of my parents. That is one of my things like that has been a driver for me since I popped out of the womb. And I don't know how long my mom was in labor. I don't know if I actually per se popped out of the womb, but since I've been here, <laughs> I have been pining for my parents approval and I've done pretty damn good at it. You know, I um I did well in school, I was a really good athlete, I did a lot of awesome stuff in church, I was in everything, I won a bunch of awards. I've like did all of the right things until I came out and this became now a deficit in my existence as a queer person. And it created a lot of turbulence in my relationship with them, in my relationship with myself and I had this identity of like being the good kid who does the good things and who does the right things and who meets the standard and oftentimes would exceed the standard. And it was a very, very new thing for me to feel like I wasn't getting approval or I wasn't worthy of the love that I wanted so badly from them, from society. I mean, I'm a person who loves it when people like me, I, I love it. It is one of my favorite things. And, um, I'm, I'm working on that as well. I think a lot of us are, um, in that space. It's a difficult one to get out of, but what I tried to do was calm the waters by gaining that approval and worthiness of love or my perception of being worthy of love by controlling what I ate and how I moved. And, since I couldn't control this thing out there, this queerness and the way that I was existing or the fact that I had admitted to my parents that it was true and to the world. I mean, this wasn't just a thing that was just my parents. They're just, you know, they're the pinnacle of approval. I um, appreciate and enjoy societal approval as well. But my, my friends were pretty good. So that wasn't a huge concern of mine. It was more internal and parental, I would say for sure. But since I couldn't control this queer thing and how it was affecting my life, it felt really good to be able to control when I was really restrictive and what I ate and how I moved and when I wasn't, when I was like, you know what, I don't even care. I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to sit on my ass. I'm going to, you know, wallow in my sadness and disdain for the way that I exist in the world and that I got dealt this hand and all of this stuff. And in focusing on those times where I was really focused on fitness and nutrition and all of that good stuff, I was looking to all of these external standards and uh, looking for external validation that I was good or that I was on the right track or I was meeting the expectation, you know, the response that I was so used to getting that was, in my mind, removed once I came out. And I didn't really overcome that until I started taking the time to listen to what my body was actually telling me. And I started doing that within the context of fitness and nutrition, you know, what diet regimens work for me? What type of workouts do I actually like? And doing a lot of experimenting with all of the options for the ways that you can do something to get a common result. And if you've ever done anything in the realm of fitness and nutrition or tried to lose weight or anything like that, you know there are one million choices about how you can go about that. And that was a really approachable way for me to kind of start to play, what's the word, to play with trusting myself and pay attention to what is my body telling me? What is my body telling me? about the things that I enjoy, the things that are actually working, the things that are going to be sustainable for me. And what do I know to be true for me uniquely and individually versus what everyone else is doing in the realm of fitness. And that really taught me the value of quieting the noise from Instagram or the program or supplement that somebody else took that really worked for them. And it was just life-changing or whatever. And quieting that noise and looking inward, and I kind of learned to love myself and trust myself from the inside out, and that made things a whole lot easier. Now, doing that within fitness was just the first step because I've had to work on that in other areas of my life as well, but this happened to be a very approachable way for me to do it to kind of start to play in that space of oh maybe I can trust myself or maybe if I'm tuning into how my body is responding or what my thought patterns are I actually do have control over how I show up and selecting the things that are right for me even though the person next to me or someone I really care about and admire is doing something different It really only matters what I know to be true for me that's going to help me live the best version of my life as the most optimal version of myself. So I started asking myself more questions like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this particular workout? Why am I eating this particular way? Who is it for? Is it because it's something that brings me joy and something that tastes good or feels good or whatever? Or does it align with my goals? And is this even something that I need to do in order to achieve the goal that I actually want? Or what is my goal and why is that my goal in the first place? Is it for me or is it for someone else? And starting to get into that space of being more curious and asking more questions and And going through a mental process like that creates so much more trust within yourself because you're the only person that you're listening to. And here's the thing, all behavior is a form of communication. Even your own behavior, you're communicating things about yourself to yourself, even if they aren't conscious to you because all behavior indicates What a need that you're trying to get met or communicating a need that needs to be met and can be by you. That's just the way it works. So it's a really powerful thing to be able to quiet that noise and tune into what it is you're actually trying to tell yourself. So meta. Very cool. So anyway, for this week, something that I would encourage you to do is if you take the time to look where you might be demonstrating some all-or-nothing thinking or some all-or-nothing behavior patterns because they probably are a symptom that you're outsourcing trust, that you don't have trust in yourself in a particular realm of your life. Could be relationships, could be finances, could be fitness and nutrition, could be your career and your work, uh, it could be your health, whatever, whatever you got going on. If you have some of this all-or-nothing mindset, It can be really helpful to identify what that area is and start taking yourself through a little bit of that line of questioning, Like, especially if it's something that really sucks or you're like, I just do not like this part of my life and so I either ignore it or I'm resentful toward it all of the time. You can start to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Or who is it for? Does it bring me joy? Does it align with my goals? Does it align with my desires and things that you actually want to do? This can be really helpful within the the context of the queer experience, I would say, in the way that you're relating to people that maybe you're not getting that stamp of approval from or people who aren't affirming or experiences that aren't or places that aren't and how your behavior maybe shifts in those different environments. And you can kind of start to take a look at how it is you're showing up and why. And then once you do that, you can start to make some changes that are actually going to serve you, that are going to help you feel more confident and be able to show up more boldly and authentically and to actually feel some peace in your life, which is an absolutely beautiful thing. And you are more than deserving of feeling peaceful, of loving yourself, of knowing that you are worthy, because I guarantee you, you already are more than worthy of whatever it is you desire and whatever, um, what am I trying to say? (laughs) And you are more than worthy of love as well, which is pretty cool because you already got it no matter what you do next. So those are my thoughts uh, from our most recent episode. Again, we had a conversation with Ashley David on the most recent episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and check it out. We have another Phenom episode coming up on Thursday with the one and only Braden Browning. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be talking about existing in the world as a non-binary person. We're going to be talking about sharing queer stories. It's going to be a good time. So that is all I have for you this morning. I will catch you back here for the next episode. Until then, keep it queer out there. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Out What Now podcast today. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you could take the time to leave a five star rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And if you know someone who could use the message you heard in today's episode, please, please, please share it with them so that we can get this message out to as many people as possible. Thanks so much for being you and keep it queer out there.